0: Our Good Shepherd leads us beside the still waters and restores our souls. On this new day of the new creation, in the new dwelling place of the Almighty, in this world without end, amen. We're going to be reminded this morning that Jesus is our Good Shepherd, but this is more than just trusting in the Lord. By the time we get to the end of John around Easter, we're going to be called to more. We're going to be called to the work of the shepherd, not just to be obedient sheep, but to actually join in the work of the shepherd. And we will hear the voice of Jesus reminding us that we must not fail to make our highest priority the new creation. Just as important as love one another in John 15 are Jesus' final commands that we hear him giving to Simon in John 21. Take care of my sheep and feed my sheep, which is another way of Jesus reminding us of our commitment as a church this year to things like love and faithfulness. And if you want to think of this sermon as kind of a long meditation for Communion, where the shepherd prepares a table before us, then let's begin with this song that I ran across as our prayer for the sermon uh, that affirms the good shepherd who sustains us. It's a Syrian hymn, and it's just called Syrian Hymn Before Communion. I was a lost and wandering sheep The church responded, saying, I was scattered and dispersed. Lo, my shepherd went out in search of me and found me. He carried me and put me on his shoulder and brought me into his fold of life. He set before me the table of life, his atoning body and blood, so that by its means my children and I together might always be sustained. Therefore, my children and I, with one accord, cry out to him, saying, Holy, holy, holy are you, O Son, who gave us your body and blood. Holy are you, O Son of God. Blessed be your honor from your dwelling place. All over the Bible, we get compared to sheep. And I get it. It's a little offensive, but I get it. And we can admit that at times we are like sheep. We don't like to say that we are, but sometimes we're kind of like sheep. Which is why Jesus introduces himself to us all over again in this way. In John 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Sheep are all over the Bible, mentioned 50 times alone just in the opening five books of the Bible. But when they are mentioned in these early days, the sheep are always talked about literally. First five books of the Bible, we don't get compared to sheep, it just talks about sheep a lot. Surprisingly though, in our most precious sheep scripture, and yes, I practice that phrase over and over again so I wouldn't mess it up, precious sheep scripture. Sheep aren't even mentioned. Just the shepherd is mentioned in Psalm 23. And we just assume that the I is the sheep. And it makes sense. Although I don't like being compared to sheep, I get it. I'm kind of like a sheep. After all, sheep are quiet and gentle, and they are submissive and obedient. Wait! We're not like that. Not really anymore. I mean, seriously? Would you look at modern society and characterize it as quiet, gentle, submissive, and obedient? Do we need to reconsider what it means to follow Jesus, to follow this new shepherd? Because some days I don't feel like a sheep. I'm overwhelmed and bombarded by the lies of the world, and it leaves me angry and hopeless. And I know it's not popular anymore to articulate and display negative emotions. You kind of picked up on that, right? Not supposed to say that you're angry, it makes people nervous. No, I feel some days just flat out angry and overwhelmed and hopeless. I think some days I don't need Jesus to be a shepherd. Some days I need Jesus to be a horse whisperer. Because some days we can be more like wild horses in need of a horse whisperer to tame our stallion hearts. You know what I mean? I see the never ending sin of human trafficking. I see the poor just getting poorer in war-torn countries of all the greed of cartoonish despots, and it leaves me frustrated. Dear Jesus, is there some way you can tame my stallion heart? And then Jesus says in John 10, right after he introduces himself to us as the good Shepherd. He says, the hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock scatters. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep or the horses or the monkeys. Because I think some days I look around and we're not a flock of obedient sheep, but neither are we a pack of wild horses. We're more like a barrel of monkeys, a barrel of agitated monkeys, because some days it feels like we're all alone without a shepherd or a horse whisperer, just a bunch of monkeys on fire running around with no purpose. Somebody shouts something and we run for cover. And there's no zookeeper in sight. Let me ask you something real quick. Do you like being called agitated monkeys? Probably not. Probably the people who were originally called sheep didn't really like that one that much either. I heard someone say recently what it's like to have a mind that won't stop racing with thoughts. She, you ever have that sometimes where your mind just won't stop? She called it monkey mind chatter. You ever had monkey mind chatter? So we just, we try to calm ourselves. Not like sheep, not like horses, but not like monkeys either. Sometimes we go into sloth mode. We go home and we hide from reality like, Singular, catatonic sloths. Just hypnotized by the things we put in front of ourselves, not to keep us amused, but sometimes just to make us numb. On those days, we don't need a shepherd or a horse whisperer or a zookeeper. We're just tired and we want to be left alone. Because when we look at the state of the world, And you'll know I don't get like this very often, right? I don't go down this road very often. I try to look at the world and say, no, 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 look what God is doing. Look at the new creation. Look how beautiful. Okay, there's a time and a place for that. And I think that we don't hear that enough. And I think that's mainly what we need to hear. But there is a time to speak in such a way that says, when we look at the state of the world, even though we have this good news of Jesus as the good shepherd, as the new shepherd, what we see more often are like hired hands and wolves who even Jesus describes in John 10. Because you heard that, right? Just in these little snippets that we're reading in the sermon this morning, Jesus describes the hired hand and the wolves, and you know the exact words Jesus Jesus uses to describe the hired hand, and the wolves, and cares nothing for the sheep. The people who are supposed to be running cities and states and nations often appear to us as, and cares nothing for the sheep. You ever feel that way? like the people who are supposed to be running all this stuff and cares nothing for the sheep? We really devote too much of our attention these days to hired hands and wolves who not only care nothing for the sheep but spend so much of their time fighting amongst themselves that they don't even notice that we're still around. Here we are. We're sitting right here. You know, it's kind of like whenever people start talking about you, but you're in the room, and you're like, I'm right here. You want to say, oh, we're right here. We haven't gone anywhere. And you care nothing for the sheep. And you know what? Here's, I don't know if this is going to be good news or bad news. Take it like you want. It's probably not going to change anytime soon. It's probably not. You ever, you ever studied world history? Go back 20 years, go back 50 years, go back 3,000 years. And it kind of all looks the same in some ways. But then we come in here, right here, this morning. Here we are. And you know, at least maybe for this hour, the hired hands, they're they're not here. The wolves, no wolves. There is a good shepherd. And that is really comforting to be able to say, no, we see a bigger picture. There's a much bigger picture, and it's much more significant than the hired hands and the wolves. And so that's why we keep telling this story. That's why we keep doing what we're doing right here and right now, because it's a story worth telling. It's not just a story. This is the way we live our lives. We come in here, this one flock who sees a bigger picture. Our one flock who used to be deaf, but now we have ears to hear. We used to be blind, but now we have eyes that can see. And what we see and what we hear is our good shepherd, our new shepherd. You know how in John 10 it says that sheep are able to find their shepherd? You know what it says? It says they recognize a voice. And this voice is not one that leads them to poisonous water. Leads beside water that's good to drink. We don't worry about the hired hands or the wolves. Well, I mean we do. But there's more, and that's the story that we live by. Ultimately, we don't worry about the hired hands or the wolves because we remember on this new day of the new creation where we place our hope, and we place our hope in the new shepherd, in the good shepherd. We recognize the voice of Jesus this morning when he says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. So you know what we do in response? We bat in affirmation. And some days we even bleat in affirmation. Crying out to God, praying desperately for this brand new world without end or perhaps to translate bang and bleeding into a sound that we are more familiar with then we just look at the new shepherd and say amen